This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon and Blues writer Will Rooney to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show, back in training, what we learnt as the Blues return for pre-season this week. Five in, but how many more? We look at just how many new additions could be required this summer. Who are the strikers Danny Cowley could turn to after missing out on Jaden Stockley? And why the Euros could slow Pompey's recruitment drive? We're now available from wherever you download your podcast, so give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition downloaded to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss all things Pompey is Will Rooney and Jordan Cross. Welcome lads, he's alright. Good afternoon, yeah. It's uh, always an afternoon, still morning, I don't know. I've been uh, been working since early today. We uh, we get we get, get told to start at the mill very early, don't we? We uh, we have our porridge and then it's straight down, so we uh, forget the time. But yeah, I'm uh, not too and too bad. How are you, Josie? Good mate, I'm, uh, it's good to have the sustenance of Pompey back in training, isn't it? It always feels like a bit of a slog through the through the summer months, weeks. Uh, obviously we've had lots of transfer talk and there's so much going on with the, the, the ground and the training ground. And But yeah, to get to that, that, that first day when they come back to training and, you know, you, you just, you, you seem to re-energise a bit in terms of, of your, your stories and access and, um, and everything that's going on and, and, and so it's been really, hasn't it, lads? The, the last week, mm. I think we've. I think everyone's needed the, the the last sort of seven days in terms of what's happened, haven't they? Oh, definitely. With signings and and as you say, back at the training ground, it's it's been a welcome relief, hasn't it? Um, but, but both of you were down at the training ground on Monday. Pompey reported back for pre-season training. Did it feel different from a Kenny jacket to opening day of pre-season training in any way? Yes, yeah, it did. Um, it definitely. Um, it was shades of um, shades of two thousand and twelve um, when there was just uh, two thousand thirteen at times as well. We under Garwison where you just there was a different mob of trialists every time you turned up at Eastleigh. But um, yeah, they, obviously we, with the well uh, reported um, influx of ten trialists is uh, probably what everyone's been focusing on. Um, I know um, Pompey have been closely guarded with um, with the identity of the people involved, and that but that's uh, not stopped everyone speculating about who they are and well whether they will have a part to play. But it was just um, yeah, it was it's always good. There was no new haircuts. There's normally a new few. There's normally new haircuts or someone to take the take the Mickey out of uh, or something that's you know someone's got a dodgy tattoo or something like that. There was none of that this year. Um, no one come back with kind of, kind of a Phil Foden sort of Gaza blonde mop or anything like that. But um, 
Yeah, it, it was just good to have the insight because it's the first time actually us as journalists have seen Danny Cowley work at close quarters, obviously with all the restrictions that have been going on. Um, so to see how the um, session was formed, how, how it took place, how it was the balls were out very early, Will, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Ball, ball roll, as uh, as Danny calls it, his terminology. And uh, they, they went through the, the kind of usual warm-ups, but then very quickly um, sort of uh, drills with the ball and then kind of forms of takes on ten aside games with in in a slightly different take, uh with with probably emphasis on trying to get the ball switched in different ways. So it wasn't like a just a standard standard game. But yeah, really good to get the access. Um and yeah there's there was a few fans there as well having the look on that sneaked onto rugby camp and try to get vantage points on the path as well. And uh, I saw a few grainy pictures do the rounds on social media <laughs> and and a few uh, a few names thrown into the melting pot as a as as is the want of Pompey fans of course. Well, like there's an awful lot of players have left already since the end of last season. Those who remain, like, did you get a vibe from them that they were glad to be back, that they were a close knit group, or were they sitting looking around going, "Well, my mate's no longer here. Who am I going to hang around <laughs> with?" What's what sort of vibe did you get from the players? Yeah, it's like when uh, you start a new secondary school, and you know, when everyone goes off to different ones, you haven't got your uh, your same friendship group, is there? No, I mean. Look, there was a couple of new faces, but um, the bulk of it was sort of you had one group where you had the lads under contract, the senior players. So you had Clark Robinson in that and Sean Williams in it, Ryan Tunnicliffe obviously, obviously wasn't there. And then in the other group, you had the trialists and then Hadji Minover and, and Liam Vincent supplementing that as well, which suggests that they're probably heading out on loan at some point and that's why they were they were with that group so you think that working at close quarters together in that in, in that sort of environment they will quickly get to know each other and they obviously will have to because there's there's so few players now that naturally you will spend time with people you maybe maybe wouldn't have and and you get to know people like that and obviously John Marquez knows Sean Williams already so he can he can help bed him in and, and things like that and you know Football's always a high turnover of players, isn't you? Always meeting new people, so I'm sure that sure these players are, are well accustomed to it, and, and everyone settles in fairly swiftly. Well, just a wee anecdote for you. I remember when I joined the news in two thousand and seven. It was after Jordy's best mate Mark Story left to go and join Pompey, and I caught a wee conversation on the phone one day. Going, Mark, it's not the same about you. It's not the same, Jordy. Do you think many people will be replicating that conversation? You've got good memory. I'll always remember that. I Mark was sitting like there going, um... oh, Jordy, Jordy doesn't <laughs> like me. <laughs> I was broken hearted when Mark Story left the news. Um, yeah, he was my guiding light as a, as a, as a, as a young whippersnapper. Um, Danny Griffiths who came in and um, then Mark Story for a, a long, long time really yeah, helped me on my way. Uh, yeah, don't worry. I, I love you now, though, Mark. It's, it's okay. What was the question? You totally dumped me on the I question. Don't, I don't know what the question was now, so <laughs> we'll pass that over anyway. But but okay. Um, we're just waffle on a bit. Um, <laughs> well, to tell you what, Danny, Danny, Danny Curley, just on the just on, well, just, just on the. Go ahead, Jordy. Oh, right. I'm just going to waffle on a bit anyway, but I'm just, yeah, the makeup of the squad sort of indicates how much work there is to, there is to do now. I think um, even with the past week in which we've seen the sort of transfers accelerate five players in now, isn't it? We get to, what is it, 17, I think? There was 16 there on mm. Monday. Uh, so there was 13 contracted players in the session. 
uh, with a trio. Who were they? Michael Jacobs was doing his rehab. Uh, Ellis Harrison joined in. So before sitting out at the end, so I'll count him as part of the 13 that were involved. Uh, Ryan Tunnicliffe was off getting married <laughs> and then had his honeymoon in Portsmouth on the Tuesday. Um, and of course, Ronan Curtis was uh, dispensation for um, in, after international duty to start later in the week uh, as Gavin Mizuna also came in for a similar reason. But when you break it down, there's still a heck of a lot of work to do. There's so much, to, you know, for all that sustenance of those five players coming in and four you know, real, you know, three season championship performers and Bazuna they are going to be central. Vincent may be going out on loan. I still think it's going to be you're looking at now with the way it's shaped up. The idea of uh, it's probably maybe even six or seven more signings still could be easily get to that number. I'm think... sure we'll break it down in a minute, but if you look at it, I mean, do you want to talk about yeah, it now? Just look at it, yeah, um, talk about it, yeah. You know, the, yeah, I mean. Vincent's going to go out, so you're going to look at that left back probably, aren't you? An additional left back there with Lee Brown. Interesting to see how that. I mean, Will referencing Monoga might well go out, so in which case you're going to need a right back. How many centre backs do you reckon, lads? At least one, maybe two centre backs. I think at, at least, least one. one yeah, you'd yeah. say. Um, depends on obviously Paul Darner, who obviously spanner in the works, wasn't it? Towards the end of last season when he was probably making moves to start leaving Pompey and now he, he comes back in for the last two games and now where does he stand? So, yeah, mm-hmm. probably that's one to, to keep an eye on, isn't it? So if we keep it as the squad stands at the moment because this number could then increase given inevitable departures that are on the or possible departures as well. Ronan Curtis, the like, you know, we talked about Marcus Harness being massive. Anyway, so you're looking at a left-back, you're looking at a centre-back, you're looking at possibly a right-back then we've got two midfielders. Now, I did say, I mentioned that someone criticised uh, me speaking about Pompey signing midfielders because we've already brought in two. That's the only two at the club. That's the only two we've got. So you're looking at another couple there. Five, aren't you? You're up to, you know, five there. A right winger, probably a, a necessity at the moment. To replace Williams, yeah. And then a striker. So you're looking... Yeah, so how many are you up to there? You're looking at sort of up to seven. And then you've got the, the malleable situation of what happens with Ronan Curtis. There's a lot of business still to be done there for Pompey this summer. Yeah. Well, well where do you think attention will turn to next? He's saying Cowley has got the spine of the team he keeps on referring to, more or less complete. Is he going to look for a number 10? Is he going to look for a striker? What, what, what do you reckon is his priority now? Yeah, it is interesting. Isn't it? I think maybe given that he wants Jaden Stockley, maybe he will turn his attention towards a, another striker again. Um, but... At this time of the summer, I think it might be difficult to get a striker in. I just think that clubs towards the end of the summer then might start allowing forwards to leave um, because they can be hard to come by and you don't want to leave yourself short in, in pre-season without having a, a striker, even if they aren't part of your plan. So, yeah, maybe maybe a striker, possibly a, a number 10 as well, um, which, you know, wrote a piece of old Pompey of Kenny Jackett never come up with a a solution for the number 10 even though every transfer window every man and his, and his dog was screaming at Jacket to go and get a you know a quintessential number 10 but it never happened and I, I, I personally think as well that um, a left back is needed to, to come in and, and challenge Lee Brown just for the fact that Liam Vincent's okay or playing pre-season and I'm quite looking forward to, to seeing him um, how he fares but Look, with Brown's couple of hamstring niggles last season, um, 
I think that you just need to get someone in now to, to challenge him and just be a backup. At the, well, I don't know what sort of thinking Carl is well, whether he wants someone to come in and, and, and mm. be first choice or whether Brown, I think what we're hearing is Brown is going to be first choice because, you know, says it on record, probably my play of the season if he didn't have his injuries last season. But you don't if he if he picks up another hamstring injury, touch what he doesn't, you sh- you're left with an 18-year-old lad who's ultimately never played a, a football league game. So... I think a left back as well. Minoga obviously has played a couple, a few league games, and you've got Callum Johnson who, who is sound and, and, and dependable. Well, I suppose it's just who who comes up and who Danny Callum get through the door if if he thinks that you know this if he wants another centre back and he thinks right, I can get him in now. I'm sure he will rather than thinking no, I want to get me left back sorted first or I want to sort my striker. If you've got a chance to sign the Ilford player that you really covered then. You go and get them. You don't wait around. Jordy, talking specifically about strikers, we all know what happened with Stockley. Um, we know that Harrison was lined up for Oxford if that deal was done. But this past couple of days, the sort of way the narrative, the sort of way turned to well, you know what? We've got Marcus and we've got Harrison. Do you actually think Pompey fans would be happy if that was Pompey's front two pick come the first day of the season, or the or is there a real thirst for Pompey? They go out and get a centre forward that Danny Curley has brought in and make him the focal point of Pompey going forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, obvious answer, isn't it? Would Pompey be happy with Harrison and, and Marcus? No, they wouldn't. Uh, Pompey fans, sorry. Um, do Pompey <laughs> fans first for a striker? Yes, every every fan at every club wants a striker, don't they? They want to, they want to, they want to see a striker arrive. They're, they're hungry for transfer activity. Do Pompey need it? Yes, they do. Um, I would suggest um, the narratives as you as you sort of reference. Um, we um, knew Ellis Harrison was um, attracting interest from Oxford United, Fleetwood, maybe one or two other clubs in the division as well. Um, doesn't look. Like, I think Oxford was the keenest uh, club for him out of that. Um, I think he's very close with Matt Taylor there. They're they're bosom buddies. Um, I think they like the idea of pairing those two up next season, uh, but it's gone quiet, basically off the back of the Stockley scenario. Um, uh, Danny Cowley spoke about it this week, um, and I think he's 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 just got to keep it everything open at the moment, hasn't he? Because we don't know how this is going to kick on. There are a number of strikers that Pompey are looking at. Stockley was the one he really wanted, um, but they've just got to put that to bed and look for, look elsewhere. Um, but all options are open at the moment. Um, I think Marcus will be here, um, certainly, for a number of reasons. I think he, he's um, got a fairly lucrative contract by League One standards. Uh, I don't think it would be easy for many clubs who would be potentially be interested in John Marcus to pick up that kind of money. Um, we'll wait and see, though. But, uh, yeah, and, and also I think Danny's open to keeping Marcus and working with him and trying to get the best out of him. Um so yeah, it's just, it's just a malleable situation really in terms of what will happen from here on in. Yes, you want the players in yesterday. Do is that going to happen? I think Danny is now resigned to the fact that it's, a lot of this is going to go late in the window, um, particularly with loans as players come up and, and clubs. You have the, the situation with the European Championships, then players go back for pre-season training. Then players probably see they're not near the first team. Then as we yeah, as July kicks on, I think you're going to see things start to move. Mm. Then again into August, 
I think you'll see it accelerate again. Uh, more loans uh, perhaps come up. Um, and yeah, right, I think it's going to go go to the wire uh, with with Pompey's business, and I think there's going to be a lot of it to go. Does the striker come into that one? Because I think the striker might be one where Pompey would be prepared to pay a premium. And you know, we saw the fee of four hundred and fifty thousand. We've heard wages of five thousand a pound a week. Uh, decent signing on fee being spoken about for Jaden Stockley. That's good League One money, by the way. Um, so maybe if Pompey can get you know push the boats out, they can get a bit of business over the line. But I just think there's Danny knows that this is going to you know run on now. And August the seventh, when Pompey start the season, even. I don't think you're going to see anywhere like the um, complete squad for Pompey on the opening day. I think it's going to be developing later on. And, and that's just the reality of where Pompey find themselves in, in terms of the amount of work they need to do. Danny Cowley saying, saying in the story, we're going to pick up at portsmouth.co.uk um, on Friday, the stroke Saturday, that this is the busiest window he's ever known. He's never known anything like it. It's, just, it's a massive overhaul and it's, there's a lot of work to do. And a lot of it's not ideal. Um, so that just leads me to think that it's going to be, it's going to get busy towards the end, and there will be business to be conducted still. Uh, both of you know know the league one seen very very well. Obviously, championship two. What if if looking for a target man in the elk of of Stockley? We're not going to get Stockley. What, what sort of options is there out there that he could he could turn to? Either a free transfer like Joe Peggett, or is there somebody that you know what? I wouldn't mind putting a wee tenor on that there player coming if if it meant spend a wee bit of money. Well, any any ideas on that? Not that this is purely speculation. Yeah. So yeah. He's put you on the spot there, isn't he? Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah, <now>. Indeed. Piggott is the obvious one, isn't he? Um, who you'd like to to think could go and get scores goals at League One level, but as a free agent and as we've reported, he is not short of options and not short of lucrative options in um in league one as well um you know so pompey probably aren't holding out much hope with the fact that he's, he's probably weighing up his options but he'll have to join somewhere soon because he won't be a free agent for too long so he won't be to be won't be to be um playing catch up for too long will he in, in pre-season you, you think of um you know players um like I forget his name now. The only whip you've been linked with at, at Birmingham, the one who's at who was at Aberdeen. Oh, Cosgrove. Uh, oh, yes, Cosgrove. Cosgrove. Yeah, yeah he sort of fits the the bit the build of a target man. If if Pompey want one, Sam, Sam Cosgrove, um, Michael Manzo, maybe a, a crew. Um, you know, he's just signed a new deal. Didn't have a bad season. A crew scored fourteen goals. Um. And you look at maybe Sam Baldock, who's been released by by Redden. Um, he's not a target man, granted, but last time he was in League One a few years ago, he scored twenty six goals um, for Bristol City when they went up. So, someone of, of that ilk, you put me on the spot there, Mark. I must <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I'll come to your rescue because it, it's funny. I did I did a kind of um, an article about that, and I, and if Will's right, the ones that I was mentioning the other way, they're getting snapped up. I think it was like was it. Uh, not Max Beamu, the other guy at Coventry that went to Cole. Bolton. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying these are ones that Pompey are going for, but he was. And then I thought Gary Medina at mm-hmm. Blackpool, yeah. another one that fits the, fits the bill potentially. He's then gone and committed himself there, hasn't he? And, um, so the players are getting snapped up. They are. They are. I mean, they are. For, I, I like I'll maybe again probably a bit bit too. Chuck Zaniki get, gets mentioned. Gone to Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to Danny Cowley about Chuck Zaniki. Um, 
I think he liked it, but he thought he was almost a bit too, not mobile enough and a bit too much of a hulking presence. And he could do certain things well, like the, the holding up stuff, but probably not as much in other areas in terms of the the, the work rate that, that Danny Cowley mm. wants. He wants a really, what was it, it was kind of unselfish. He, he kept talking about an unselfish striker that's going to really put himself out and work. And obviously Stockley, Fitted, fitted to be on there. What's that? The lad at Vidana Oliver at Gillingham? Yeah. 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 He's, he's one that you, you, you could probably... I don't know what the situation is, but is he out of contract? Yeah, no, but he's 29 now. Do you want... It? Yeah, that's right. That, this is yeah. the thing. I, I don't know he has a good season last season, but what? where do you draw the line? Do you get someone who has had a good season? You think, right, see like Paul Mullen as well at Cambridge. You know, that's, a, that, that, that's sick. That's right for not, a one-season wonder, isn't it? Exactly. He's never done anything, and he scores. He scores twenty-six goals at K or thirty odd goals. Sorry, Cambridge. And now, do you think do you take a chance? But he's he's not young. It's not like he's twenty-two. Twenty. He's twenty-six. Going on twenty-seven. You know, is it a one-season wonder? Um, this is what you've got to weigh up when it comes to strikers. Sometimes strikers can have can have good seasons in front of goal because of the you know. Let's let's be honest. You're playing with Wes Hulahan at League Two. Let's, I'm sure Wes Hulahan set up a good few of his goals, didn't he? <laughs> Put them on a plate for him. So that's what you've you've got to look at when you when you come to to sign a striker. Um, you can't just focus on one season and think, oh, they've had a good season. Let's go and get them because it doesn't it doesn't work like that with Markson. Another one I put in when I looked early in the summer, Devante Cole, and I thought. Yeah, I wouldn't even go for Devante Cole, and he goes to Barnsley. You thinking, <laughs> yeah. what? That's cool. Yeah. So it just shows strikers, they're just enigmas when it comes to the summer transfer window. Um, <sighs> Go and know, get Colby Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, the one, isn't it? Colby Bishop, now that another uh, that oh, that lad in from, um, from Burnley on loan as well yesterday. But obviously, Ipswich have been heavily linked to him, and I don't think he'd be cheap either. What we've seen with Stockley, that, that they'd probably be willing to pay the money. Yeah. I think as well, I think, yeah, you. I, I'll be certain with it. Cookie and Ipswich, um, uh, Cookie and Ac- his Accrington connections. Um, I saw Franny Jeffers up at up at um, Accrington. Obviously, he's gone there. They were, I bet they're well and truly into Colby Bishop. Mm. I bet they're all over him. <laughs> but what about Lee Gregory? That was another one I was thinking about at one stage. The, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure he's out of contact yeah, now. But yeah. again, you're looking at the age. It's the ages of these people, isn't it? Um, you say like you know he's 32 now. I mean they they they're not they don't fit the bill in terms of what. Um, Danny Cowley's sort of remit for players with re- yeah, Pompey's remit for young players with resale value. Um, but we're not in an ideal situation now, are we? This is the fact of the matter that, you know, this is not a, the way it's unfolding is not ideal for Pompey. Yeah. Um, and that might make force them to take some decisions um, that they might not you know, necessarily have done in, in, in different situations. Cole Stockton was another one, and he went and signed a new contract, didn't he, as well? I, I don't know, I think that would have been a bit of a pun. Well, tell us. I've got them all out, I'm throwing them at you now. <laughs> a key bad lacquer. There's another one, I've got, my, I've got my story up now, I can keep throwing them at you. <laughs> well, tell us this, tell us this. Do you think Cowley is looking for a striker to, to play alongside the likes of John Marquis, or is he looking for somebody to play as a one up top? And then Marcus can supplement them. What what do you reckon is 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 remit is here? Just coming, I'll come in first on that. Well, I wouldn't. I don't want to focus on on so much on the formation, but the insight I have got from Danny Cowley on that is he just he wants someone that can give them a way of playing that Pompey haven't had. Uh, he spoke about how desperately they missed Ellis Harrison at the end of last season, and he spoke about the Atkinson game as a big example of where they just Atkinson could just press Pompey. Without fear of the ball 
of them the ball getting turned around because there was no one with a presence to hold it for Pompey mm. at the other end of the pitch. There was no one who could bring it in and you know if you had to like do a, you know to counter press go go direct. Uh, and Pompey didn't have that, so the action was so confident coming onto Pompey, there was no fear of reprisal for them. So it's more, I would like to focus more on the style of player that is rather than the sort of uh, look at formations or whether it's going to be with Marcus. Maybe Will can do that, especially as I think I've I've got an inkling Cowley's going to focus and look at more than what you know one way of playing next season. Uh, but I just think it's the type of player that's key. Pompey haven't got that, and that. That's why you might just leave that door ajar for Ellis Harrison because they can't go out and get anyone that they think can improve. Well, okay, okay, we've got Ellis Harrison here. You know, he's he's shown he can play that that type of role. So mm. it might not be what Pompey fans necessarily want to hear. And there's a lot of twists and turns along the way. By the way, still there's a lot that can happen. But you can just see what Danny's kind of is spinning plates slightly at the moment. He's got to kind of look for that player. Is it going to happen? Can we get it at the price? You know, uh, we're not blowing people away with our budget. We've got a competitive budget, so that's going to hold. Could you know put a spanner in the works? So yeah, there's, there's just there's there's so many sort of variables at the moment with the, with the way it can turn with the striking situation and indeed all areas of the pitch really. I suppose that spinning place analysis. Well, you got to associate that with so many different positions in the Pompey squad at the minute, and just in the transfer market in general. Like, so there's question marks over Curtis. There's question marks over over Marcus Harness. So Kylie just needs to. You keep on talking about being patient. You can see why you're being patient because so many things can happen, and he needs to be able to react to them without committing to something. Now he needs to wait further down the line. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, say say Pompey did say sell Roland cases for let's say. They got a million pounds for them. Um, you know, Danny Carley might not say, right, I'm investing all that money back into a winger. He might say, right, I can split that money. I can use some for the striker, some for the left-back or whatever. Um, it's about being patient. There's no point going in now and uh, and getting... All right, everyone wants the squad together, but I think we've all accepted and I don't think there's... There can't be many League One sides who've got the near on the full squad assembled um for the return of pre season. Look at Sunderland's. Have they made this, have Sunderland signed anyone yet? I don't think they have actually. Have. No. Ipswich still got a big overhaul to, to go. Um you know, other clubs Rotherham still haven't signed a lot of players, I don't think. Um Charlton are doing the business, but I'm sure they yeah, want Charlton a little bit more. Yeah. Um yeah. so it's the same with every every League One club and as you say the Euros I think will will have an effect because it is a domino effect. I mean, I was just thinking when you were speaking about that earlier, George, you remember Anton Walks a few years ago when they wanted him in permanence and they had to wait because Tottenham wanted them to go away on pre-season. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. why they couldn't get him in as soon as they wanted to because the World Cup has happened and um, Spurs said, no, he's coming away to America with us. Um, Pompey couldn't do anything about that. And that that's probably the case with, with a lot of players now. Um so it's about being patient for the next few weeks. I'm sure we'll see. At least we'll get to see a few of the trials probably in, in the games coming up at, at Hawks and maybe even the Crystal Palace one and etc. So, you know, it's a chance for the trials to, to try and take their chance. Will many of them sign? I guess not. I think the ones who probably will sign trials are your, your young, upcoming players who will supplement the squads really, not your, your established league players um, because it is difficult to break into a League One top end League One side if you're a trialist ultimately. Yeah. Jo- yeah, it's got, it's, 
I was just going to say, it's worth picking up on what Will said there, because people were thinking, why, why, why does it affect, why does the Euros affect Pompey? Why does the World Cup, we're not signing World Cup players, we're not, but it's that ripple effect, isn't it? That club, the clubs, the bigger clubs, the top end championship clubs, the Premier League clubs, they want to assess their lot when they return, obviously, and they're probably going to be returning later, aren't they, than they ordinarily would with the competition as, as such, and then they have to assess their options and then look at where, where, where they tone. And that's with, particularly with relevance to the loan market, isn't it, really, as well? Yeah. And that's where Pompey are undoubtedly going to have to do a fair amount of their business this year as well. Well, tell us this, Jordy. Like, Roland Curtis is the one we know is itching for a bit of a move. Are you saying, well, does he fall under that category that his move or so-called move depends on the Euros and that knock-on effect for championship clubs then coming in? Or, rather, I'm going to be rather cheeky here, is there as much interest in Roland Curtis as we're med- led to believe? <laughs> All these loaded, loaded questions today, Mark. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've not got any immediate insight in in recent t- uh, weeks to what's happening with Ronan. Um, I think we've heard the sort of the tittle tattle for a long time. Will there be clubs interested in Ronan? Of course, there will be. His numbers show that it, 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 he's got. Whatever you think about him, or or um, how he comes across, or or how how he's seen in the wider community, there will be people interested in him. People that produce those kind of assists and goals, as Danny Cowley intimated this week. I just think again, it's gonna it'll be one that will roll on. But it's interesting. Danny kind of was talking about Ronan like he was staying um, this week when we had a sort of you know chat about all things. And I'm not necessarily, but his mindset wasn't like he kind of. He was writing them off. He was talking about him being in the building, and when we talked about Scott Twine recently, he kind of said, "Well, I've got, I've got Michael Jacobs, and I've got Ronan Curtis who do that." And I'm thinking, "Well, hold on, Ronan's every chance, you know, Ronan might be going." But he's kind of like talking about him in his number at the moment. So I know that's likely, you know, he's changed, but of course he's got continuity on that front. Um, again, Owen Dow being one of those people that we picked up on, and Marcus Harness being a, a bankable asset that he, if Marcus was to go, despite. Just the initial report suggested it was Ronan that would action a deal. Ronan League that would action a deal for Owen Dow. It's actually Marcus Harness because he plays down the right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, I think it's the, there's the, the continuity in place. Uh, but yeah, going back to your question, I think that a lot of the names get clubs get thrown around. We know the ones they always get thrown around with Ronan. I think before you know the last I heard, the sort of the the, the more concrete clubs were Blackburn and Cardiff with with Ronan. So I, I presume that, that interest is still there to some degree. I think it'll kick on, though. I think it'll be one that'll run. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, there, there's time for that one to, that whole narrative to kind of meander to a conclusion yet one way or the other. Yeah. Well, Curtis is back alongside Republic of Ireland teammate Gavin Bazunu, who's arrived on loan, arrived mm-hmm. late doors on, well, relatively late doors on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Pompey fans should be pretty excited by that signing, shouldn't they? Yeah, as Danny Carly said, one of the most highly rated keepers in Europe, which are some statements, isn't it? Um, talk about um, bigging a, big a keeper up. He likes to big his, his players up, Danny Carly. So, Gavin Bazunu, you've got to impress. And Alex Bass, you've got to step up as well because we know Alex Bass has garnered interest in the past. And let's not forget that from a business sense, it would make more sense to play Alex Bass because he is a bankable asset. And okay, his value's probably dropped from this time 12 months ago, but 
if you could play him and, and get him backfiring, um, clubs will come in again. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a shootout. And Danny Carly's job ultimately is to get this side back into the championship. And he thinks Gavin Bazunu's the man. Then it'll be Gavin Bazunu. But it'll be interesting to see who starts that first game against the Hawks and who continues in the in the main games over pre-season. But yeah, looks like a good keeper who um, has all the attributes with his feet that Danny Carly wants. Good stuff. Lads, believe it or not, we've reached the end of our, our a lot of time. Producer Habib is flashing his camera in front of us telling us time is up. Fla- flashing his what? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad I did say camera there. So, yes, so unfortunately we're going to have to wrap it up. But as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you again for your insight. And um, we'll be back soon. So we'll see you then. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.